Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer of Faith, living life in the Spirit. Hallelujah. I know that uh, we're a little early tonight. Or are we early tonight? Let's have a look. Yeah, oh, no, it's, uh, it's getting close to one o'clock in the morning here in Israel. Blessings from Israel. What a blessing it is to come in the midnight hours to pray, press in in the Ruach HaKodesh and proclaim his word. We're here to be edified, built up and encouraged in our faith. So I want to encourage you to just share um, this feed with others so you can invite other people along to the message tonight. I appreciate everyone who is tuning in right now and uh, joining with us. I know it's maybe a little early in the US. It's only 5.30 or 5.50 in the afternoon. But I appreciate everyone who is joining with us today. It's great to have you. A few days ago, we actually had two nights off. I was uh, away for the first night, didn't get back till the morning, and uh, quite quite a long day of uh, preparation and stuff here in Israel, so the workload was just crazy. I had to get the rest to be able to accomplish all the things I had to do. So thanks for bearing with me, not going live last night, but um, I did get some good rest so I could get through the day of what uh, I had to accomplish today as we uh, just uh, address uh, some of the... Uh, key things we've got to do for the ministry and uh, with our stand here in the land of Israel. Hallelujah. We are on a countdown between now and pretty much August, but you know, by mid-July, we are seeking the Father on uh, the move and where we're going to have our ministry center. Um, you know, we're not sure. We're just going to be open to the Spirit's leading. And, you know, uh, the other day, after our, our Zoom call on Sunday, I just really felt the Father say, you know, <clears throat> we just we need to really focus on living out the kingdom. You can have the kingdom within, but if the kingdom is not lived out through you, what are we really accomplishing? We are called to bear fruit, showing that we are disciples of Yehovah. So let's take a moment to pray, and we'll get into some uh, scripture and proclamation, hallelujah, declaring his word. His promises are yes and amen. So it doesn't matter what you're facing, doesn't matter what you're going through, Yehovah is on the throne. Our God is able to carry you through. He can make a way where there is no way. So Father, we thank you for this time right now. We thank you for the blessing of being in your word, that your word is truth and that nothing is impossible for you. And Father, we want to see uh, the the kingdom dynamics uh, in our lives. We ask for that new dimension in the spirit, in Yeshua's name. We pray for signs and wonders and miracles. We pray, Father, that our eyes will be open, our ears will hear clearly by the spirit, and our hearts will understand. Father, may your word uh, be uh, rich within our lives, not so that we can just be fat on the scriptures, but Father, so that we can share the scriptures with bro- the brokenhearted and the downtrodden and those who need a Savior. And Father, we thank you that every single one of us without Messiah are broken down and downtrodden. If you do not have Yeshua as your Savior, you have no authority to overcome against demonic attacks. You have no authority. The devil can do anything he wants with you. You might think you're just breezing through life and everything's good. Let me tell you something. If you don't have Yeshua in the center of your life, 
when storms come and difficult times come, you're, you're not in control. You don't have control. The devil can have his way on whatever level he wants. But there is a praying body uh, of Messiah who is standing on behalf of the brokenhearted. The whole reason we are here is to push back evil. And it's not just about evil that's coming against me. It's for us to push back evil that's coming against this world. Because it's time for the light of Messiah to shine. It's time for his glory to be revealed. And we are not going to be those who shrink back. But we will be those who walk in the righteousness of Yehovah. So tonight, uh, you know, like I said, we're we're talking about live, uh, live out the kingdom. And tonight the hour has come. And I just want to read a key scripture on this uh, from a, a chapter I love. I love reading it. John chapter 12. I know it's probably a good chapter that you like reading as well when we're dealing with, you know, the resurrection of Lazarus and, you know, then there's some teaching that comes after it. But, you know, what's happening here? This is the lead up to Yeshua laying down his life. He's telling them, listen, guys, you know, I... I'm going to die. I'm going to be in the grave for three days. It'll be the sign of Jonah. Then I'll be raised up. Hallelujah. And, you know, if you can't work this out and you just think, well, you know, that that just doesn't sound right. Okay, Yeshua, you know, you're you're talking nonsense now. No, no, no. What does he do? He He raises Lazarus from the dead. And, you know, what does it say? In, in verse 9, it says, you know, obviously after all this has happened. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Yeshua was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus who had been raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Lazarus had been dead for over three days. Hallelujah. Three days and three nights. And he was raised up. So what's Yeshua saying? Listen, nothing is impossible through Yehovah. I've already proclaimed what's going to happen to my life. But, you know, if you can't comprehend this, if you can't get your head around this, I'm going to demonstrate what is going to happen in my life. I'm going to call Lazarus forth from the dead. Lazarus, come out. <laughs> in, Yesh- in my own name, Yeshua would have said. He says, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. You know, we don't need abracadabra. You know, some people think the name of Yeshua is like abracadabra, like you're waving a wand. No, you proclaim with the authority of the Spirit. And when you proclaim in the name of the Messiah, you know, you are speaking things forth. You don't always have to say the name of Yeshua. You can just say, I'm coming against this assignment because I have authority in the Spirit. Messiah is in me. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. So, got some good news today. We are overcomers. Hallelujah. We are called to overcome. So, anyway, we see that uh, a demonstration of the resurrection power. And the resurrection power, man, this is kingdom stuff. You know, you're going to cross over from death to life, being supernaturally born again of the Spirit. This is kingdom stuff, to be born of the Spirit, you know. In John chapter 3, I'm trying to get to my verse here, but, you know, we'll just flow with what the Father is saying because that's what we want. You know, we want to understand the hour has come, the time has come. Verse 23, and then I'll go to that. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. 
The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And as I was reading and praying over this, all I could see that, you know, in our conversations that we've been having around the scripture, what is the Ruach HaKodesh saying to us? What What's the words that's coming forth at this time? He is saying it is time for the supernatural. It's time for the manifestation of the kingdom's power. And it's one thing to know the word. It's another thing to do the word. And to do the word is not just to live out in the practical realm. Yes, that's a blessing. Yes, that's good. And thank you, Father, for stability and and all those different things but you walk over into the kingdom dynamics the kingdom dimension what's going to happen you're going to move into a realm where you will face on an ongoing basis uh, uh, events that are bigger than you and the reason why this is so important you know we don't need to be a, a body of believers that just get fat around the scripture no we need to be a people that understand what it truly means to walk in the Spirit. And when we get to that place where we are out of our depth, that's when we understand just how much we need each other. You and Yeshua is a majority, but let me tell you something. He wants us to work together. Gideon, you mighty man of war, you mighty man of valor. Gideon, you're awesome. But guess what? It wasn't just Gideon that went up to fight the Midianites. No, he took uh, 300 men with him. You know, he had to get rid of all of those who had doubt and unbelief, all of those who were full of selfishness. And and here's the problem today. We've got so many people around us that are just so full of selfishness. Oh, no, I'm, I'm here. I want to get the word for me. I want me to be blessed. Let me tell you something. You're accountable to the words you hear. And are we meditating on the word in such a way that we are sowing the word of Elohim into the lives of others? I don't want to be a stagnant pond. I don't want to just enjoy and bask in the word and knowing that, you know, I can learn all these things. But what are we doing with the word? Are we releasing the word? And that's an important word. Release. The word of Elohim has to be released into this generation. Hallelujah. You know, we have the sword of the spirit. (laughs) Yes, the sword is the word. We can speak forth the word of Yehovah. So in verse 23 of John chapter 12, it says, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And I'm proclaiming here tonight that this is time for the Son of Man to be glorified in your life and in my life. So, you know, let's rise up. So what were we talking about John chapter 3? When Israel's teacher came to Yeshua, Yeshua said, you must, not you, you can choose if you would like. You must be born again. You must be born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus is like, what are you talking about? What, have we got to enter our mother's womb again to be born again? No. He's like, you're the teacher of Israel. Don't you understand these things? Why? Because the Torah teaches the kingdom. The Torah is not just, oh, it's the letter of the law. 
and now we're in the spirit of the law. No, I, I don't know what book you're reading, but if you're reading the same Torah as mine, I'm seeing signs, wonders, miracles, transformation, intervention by the creator of the universe. Man, I tell you what, I'm seeing the deliverance of Noah. I'm seeing those who are barren bearing forth children. Hallelujah. I see the blessings of those who are called out. I see the blessings of those who are in covenant. I see the promises of Yehovah as the Father seeks to find a way to bring restoration to fallen man. And he doesn't just seek to find a way. He provides a way. Hallelujah. And uh, I've got my finger in a few scriptures here. Anyway, I know where John chapter 12 is, so I'll just turn from there. Um, But, you know... The other day we talked, on the last broadcast, we talked about um, Isaiah 54. And I've just been meditating on that scripture. And maybe we'll talk more about this um, later. But in verse 1, you know, of course, what what is it leading? Uh, uh, it's coming after some of the most incredible uh, chapters in Isaiah. In fact, <laughs> you know, it's so accurate. Isaiah 53 about um, about Yeshua, it's so accurate that, you know, the, the scoffers of the world, they're like, ah, oh, there's no way this had to be written after the time of Yeshua. But, you know, isn't it interesting that Isaiah 53 is the most quoted uh, uh, scripture in the Messianic writings? And Yeshua is even quoting from the book of Isaiah over and over and over and over again. The most quoted book is the book of Isaiah. And, you know, if he's quoting it, how can people come along after his death and then rewrite it so that it can demonstrate that Yeshua of Nazareth truly is the Messiah? Let me tell you something. Our Savior fulfilled thousands of prophecies to proclaim who he is. You cannot choose where you're going to be born. And he was born exactly where it said he would be born, that he would be born in Bethlehem. Hallelujah. So that's not the subject of tonight, but in in verse 1 of Isaiah 54, and, you know, come on, don't lose point what we're talking about. The hour has come. This is the time for Yeshua to be glorified. And our proclamation is glorify your name in our lives. May you be glorified through our lives to this generation. So it says in uh, chapter 54 that we read on the last broadcast, Sing, O barren woman, you who have bore a child, who never bore a child, sorry, burst into songs, uh, songs shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because because more of the children of the desolate woman than of her, who has a husband. And, you know, what's this scripture talking about? Everyone wants to break this scripture up in, in, in the theological realm of Christianity. Well, the barren woman, this is talking about the church. Uh, those who uh, had a husband, this is Israel. And, you know, this is where you get this natural Israel, spiritual Israel type of teachings. These are the directions that they would take in the midst of this scripture. But when we go back and truly understand the gospel of the kingdom, and probably within this uh, short mini-season, we will uh, put the plumb line down on the gospel of the kingdom, because these things are important here. 
But what we see is, you know, the father is not married to Israel and the son married to the church. That's not true because there's no such thing as church in the Bible. It's the ecclesia. It's the called out ones. It's the assembly. Hallelujah. So what we see here within this portion of scripture, we don't need to separate it out. We can separate it out on the basis of time. But if the father is married to Israel and Yeshua, Jesus, is married to the son, then why are Jews coming to faith in Messiah if they're already married to the father? Now, where is the scripture um, where it says, bring me your certificate of divorce? Where is your certificate of divorce? Um Isaiah chapter 50 verse 1 Where is your mother's certificate of divorce with which I sent her away? Or to which of my creditors did I sell you because of the debt that was owed? Now what we see from here we understand that Isaiah he is speaking to the southern kingdom. He's not speaking to the northern kingdom. So he's basically saying to them you are disobedient but where is your certificate of divorce? Jeremiah chapter 3 has the certificate of divorce for the northern kingdom when they were kicked out of the land. But Judah does not have the certificate of divorce. And what is Isaiah proclaiming? He's saying, get ready, you're going to go off into captivity in Babylon because of your sins and the things that you are doing and your disobedience. Hallelujah. So the good news to the barren woman, the good news to those who were not married to Messiah, you of the nations, and those who are separated from Elohim. You know, the good news is that salvation has come through Yeshua. And I want to encourage you, don't lose track of who Yeshua is within your life. You are not called to know about him. You're called to walk with him. Hallelujah. We are called to walk in the presence of Yehovah. So we stand upon the promises. We know that his promises are yes and amen. We shout the victory in Messiah because we have the answer. Hallelujah. So listen, you know, week after week and time after time, you might find that we go over very similar scriptures and we're just going over things. Why are we doing this? We're here to be edified. We're here to be built up and we just want to flow with what the Spirit is saying. We don't, you know, we're not here to be separated, but we're here to be um, edified in the Spirit. So if we go over the same scriptures time and time again, that's okay. Because if that's what's happening, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants us to meditate. He wants us to understand the importance of what will happen to you if you meditate on the scriptures? And this is kingdom. This is what the kingdom is all about. The Torah is all about the kingdom. Psalm chapter 1, before we read Second Corinthians chapter 5. Psalm 1, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners. Blessed is he who does not. There's things that we should not do. I have seen calamity come and disaster come on so many people because they have sought the counsel of the wicked and they have gone against the counsel of the scripture. If you go against the counsel of the scripture, 
you will pay a heavy price for that. You know, you are not going to be protected. You're not walking in the place of righteousness. We're not called to sit in the seat of mockers because these things will damage our walk. You know, there's many people who miss their destiny, yet they've lived life and the Father had a plan for them. If you walk in my ways, you will see the fullness of Yehovah. It's a horrible day when we see uh, people's life come to an end and you know that they haven't lived the fullness of what the Father has called them to live. That's not an exciting day. Because as long as we have breath, we have an opportunity to proclaim the victory of Messiah. So what's our delight? And put your name. Kenny's delight is in the law of Yehovah. And on his law, Kenny meditates day and night. Put your name in there. We, I, am like a tree planted by streams of war, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, whatever I do, prospers. So we stand upon the promises, understanding that if we will choose to meditate and go over the word, proclaim the word, and recognize where we are, our perspective going forward is going to be so different. And, you know, I'm sharing with you out of my heart, you know, I don't have notes, I'm just sitting uh, you know, with my Bible just pressing in. Uh, I've got a few verses up on the, the, the screen here from, uh, you know, just things that were just coming out to me. But apart from that, you know, we're not here uh, to, to preach through notes. We're just here to uh, proclaim the word. It says in uh, verse 17 of Second Corinthians chapter 5, Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah... He is a new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, you know, what's the therefore, therefore? Always look at what the therefore is there for. Verse 14, for Messiah, Messiah's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. These are key words about what it truly means to walk into the kingdom. You know, that we should no longer live for ourselves, but in him. So we have to be in him. And as we shared in uh, John chapter 12, let me just go back there and keep my finger. I took the my marker out, but that's okay. We can do this. Hallelujah. Uh, chapter 12, verse 23. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. How, how is this Son of Man going to be glorified? He's going to be glorified in your life and in my life. And are we going to be in the way of the promises of Yehovah? Or are we going to, uh, you know, uh, resist the promises of Yehovah? We've got to choose. The road we are going down is the promises of Yehovah. We can proclaim his promises. We break the assignments of the enemy. We stand in the victory of Messiah. We know that the Father makes a way where there seems to be no way. So we stand, we recognize that, that the Father has raised Yeshua, 
Yeshua from the dead. Hallelujah. Verse 16 of Second Corinthians chapter 5. <laughs> We're bouncing backwards and forwards. And that's okay. Come on. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Messiah in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is from Elohim, who reconciled us to himself through Messiah and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We've got a job to do to introduce people to Messiah, to encourage people to move into a new dimension in the Spirit. The hour has come. Are we going to live um, live out the kingdom today, or are we going to shrink back? You know, sometimes people think we're wasting our time if we're spending so much time in the Word. But are we spending time just in the Word, or are we meditating and laying a foundation. And this is what I do. I lay the foundation of the word over what the Father, or, or under what the Father is doing within my life, what he is revealing to me. I lay that foundation. I proclaim the foundation. I don't just read it. I proclaim it. I memorize. I meditate. I stay on it. I don't let it go. I say, Father, establish your kingdom in this area. You know, so that we can see victory. So if we go back to John chapter 12, um, uh, you know, verse 23, verse 24, it says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in the world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servants also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled, <laughs> and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this very hour. I came to this, it's for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. So what do we see? We see the, the important words going out of who he is. But he's saying, look, if you don't die, you know, and Yeshua died, and look at the fruit that's come forth from Yeshua. But he also tells us to walk in his footsteps. We also have to die. We also have to lay down our lives. We also have to get to the place that we must understand who we are following. If you lose your life and hate your life in this world, you'll keep it for eternal life. We're not called to walk in the ways of this world. Now, this can, this is double Dutch speaking if you're not in the kingdom. You, it's very hard to comprehend what the Holy Spirit is saying here if we don't understand what it truly means to be born again. And if you're watching or listening to me right now and you're like, well, you know, I've done that. You know, I've prayed the prayer and I've done that. I want to ask you the question. Our focus during our time together is that we produce fruit showing ourselves to be his disciples. 
And I'm not just looking for fruit just in the natural. And I believe that because of what happens in the spirit, it will manifest in the natural. We proclaim the blessings of Yahovah, that his blessings are in abundance within our lives because we seek first his kingdom. So we give up the self-pursuit of trying to do it in our own strength and we sit back and we allow the Father to move and bring glory. And this is exactly what the Father wants you to receive today. He wants us to come to that place where we understand the importance of righteousness. So we talked in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. That, you know, that we have the message of reconciliation. Verse 20, we are therefore Messiah's ambassadors. Oh, hallelujah. This is kingdom talk. Ambassador? An ambassador in the, in the natural world does not carry a gun. Why? Because he has the entire kingdom of his kingdom behind him to support him, to protect him. You are protected in Messiah, because you're an ambassador of the kingdom. So we are therefore Messiah's ambassadors, as though Elohim was making his appeal through us. We implore you on Messiah's behalf, be reconciled to Elohim. So this is speech to the believer as well. Are we fully reconciled to Elohim? Are we in his presence or are we stepping back and shielding elements of our life that, um, you know, we are refusing uh, to uh, walk in. So here's the key, verse 21. Elohim made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of Elohim. So that in him, he who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of Elohim. We are righteous in him. So you can surrender your filthy rags right now. And, you know, I'm talking to believers too, because sometimes, you know, we're good at the speech, but are we good at the actions? And we've got to deal with issues. And, you know, you've got to recognize if there's an area in your life or or, or something you go through where you recognize I lose it. I fail. You know, the the fruits of the Spirit leaves me. Uh, I just don't know how to handle that relationship. I don't know how to handle that uh, situation in, in a correct manner. Father, give me strength. Help me. Yield to Yehovah and watch the breakthrough because we have the righteousness of Elohim. We have his righteousness. We're called to stand upon the promises of Yehovah. And what I said earlier is so important. When you're living in the kingdom, you get into a realm where you're out of your depth. It's not about what you can accomplish. It's about what the Messiah accomplishes in you. Moshe, Moses, couldn't do everything by himself. He needed Abraham. He also needed all of the judges that he set up uh, to minister the wisdom of Yehovah before the people. You know, we have got to get in place where we recognize that we are Elohim's fellow workers. We're called to work together. And the more you move into that which is kingdom, the more you move into the place where we need each other. In fact, Yeshua, he said, it's better I go, because if I go, then the Holy Spirit can come. 
But if I don't go, you're not going to see the fullness. And because I go, you will do what I've been doing in greater things than these. So we understand the power of what it truly means. And, and what he's not talking about, he's not talking about one individual person and a, a person over here, a person over there. He's talking about collectively as the body of Messiah. The body has many parts. We're called to be in unity. We're called to walk in the love of Yehovah and see the victory of Yehovah. Hallelujah. Just reminds me of that verse in uh uh, Hosea chapter 10 verse 12 sow for yourselves righteousness reap the fruit of unfailing love and this is the key how will we be known uh, to be the disciples of Yeshua it should be known by the love that we have for Yahovah, for, for Elohim but also the love we have for one another Today it's time to stand upon his promises. His promises are yes and amen. And we want to speak an activation of the kingdom within our lives. Father, may your kingdom have legs. We ask, Father, for blessings over our lives. We stand upon your promises for the blessings over our lives. You know, we talked about the wheat having to die in John chapter 12 so it can produce a greater harvest. It says in Second Corinthians chapter nine, um, whoever sows sparingly will also reap. Um, sorry, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows um, bountifully out of the abundance will also reap from that place of abundance. So don't think you've got a hoard and you've got a hold, hold back. Watch what Yehovah is going to do. This is the time where he says, I'm going to bless you in abundance. And as I've been pressing in and praying over the ministry, and you know I'm speaking this over your life individually, I'm speaking this over us corporately as well for those who regularly join with us. Um, you know, what's, what's awesome about what the Father is saying you know, this is a time and a season in the ministry where I believe we're going to experience incredible fruitfulness to be able to accomplish greater things. You know, we've spent a number of years just under attack and legal battles and challenges and, you know, and the reason I haven't been on air for the last couple of days is we are preparing, uh, you know, to deal with uh, a new lawsuit that came against us and a countersue that we've got to do uh, to get our uh, court fees and everything back from the case we just won. So you spend two years fighting the case, you win the case because it's all a bunch of lies and nonsense, and then we have more harassment. And you know what the Father's saying to me, this is the time of great victory. Sow the kingdom, sow in righteousness, allow the love of Yehovah to be seen within your life. And you know, what I get is I'm praying through things. I don't know if we're going to stay in this property. Maybe we are. I don't know. But if we're going to stay in this property, then we're going to buy this property. We're not going to spend all this money on leasing. We thank you, Father, for the ability to lease. But we are asking the Father to position the ministry in the land of Israel to have greater significance and greater effect. And I'm sowing into that. And I hope that you... Are too, and there's many who watch, uh, give on a monthly basis, and 
one-time offerings. Thank you for standing with the ministry. What a blessing, you know. But if you don't give and you're blessed by this ministry, I encourage you, if you sow into the ministry, it's confirming the word. You're saying this word has an effect within my life. And when we take of our resources, when we take of our finances and sow it, what we're saying is, I'm receiving benefit that's bringing change to my life. So I'm, I'm recognizing the importance of giving an offering before Yehovah. Because that's what we're called to do and that's what we should do. It says in Galatians chapter 6, Do not be deceived, Elohim is not mocked. For, for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Well, I want to be a person who spends my life sowing righteousness, sowing truth, sowing love, uh, sowing the, 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 the bounty of the scriptures into those who don't know that the truth will be revealed. Hallelujah. So I encourage you. This is a time to stand and, you know, sacrifice and give and, and pay the price. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but join the journey with us between here and the middle of July. And hopefully by that time, we'll know what's going to happen between uh, middle of July and the beginning of August. Because we've got contracts all coming up and we're just asking the Father, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And, you know, I don't have all the answers on that. All I know is this. The Father says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to increase you. I'm going to bless this ministry. I'm going to increase this ministry. I'm praying for staff. And every time we get praying for staff and start pressing forward, it's like the enemy is saying, oh, don't give that ministry staff. Don't give that the team. You know, we have a small team right now, but I'm praying for the Father to raise us up to have resources for evangelism, discipleship training, uh, and, and equipping and helping and reaching out to the widows and the poor. Father, let this ministry be that portal to make a difference, not just here in Israel, but also in the nations. And that's what it is all about, standing in the promises. Crossing point. Where are we crossing over into the kingdom? Where are we crossing over into the promises of Yehovah? These things are so important that we get hold of them. Well, anyway, listen, I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with this word. I just want to get this word out there and just proclaim that this is the hour for Messiah to be glorified. It's the hour for Yeshua to be revealed. And just call out right now. Say, Yeshua, I want you to be revealed in my life. I want your, uh, I want everything of who you are to be seen in my life that I will know you in a deeper way so that I can bring you to this generation. We ask for the anointing and the outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh upon our lives. May our hands be hands that bring forth healing. May our tongue be the pen of a ready writer. May we speak forth the truth of the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. And may our hearts be set in you. So that when the world is in a place of turmoil, that they will turn to us and find a people of strength. Be strong in Yehovah and in his mighty power. Hallelujah. We don't need to shrink back in our own strength, but we stand in the strength of Yehovah. So proclaim that today. Stand on his promises. Recognize that his promises are yes and amen. And I want to ask you a question. 
over these two days that we haven't broadcast. Let me tell you something. You're not called to be addicted to our devotion time. And if you don't have this devotion time, you fall apart. And in, in these past two days, if it's not been well with you spiritually because we haven't had our devotion time, then I want to challenge you. Come up to a higher place. Because we're called to walk into maturity. We're called to get to a place where we're standing on our feet in Messiah. That we're yielding to the discipleship and leading of the Ruach HaKodesh. The Holy Spirit is here to be our comforter and our counselor. Hallelujah. So be blessed and encouraged. Um, If you are... uh, uh, you know, if you have testimony and you want to share with us, you can do that. Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you to Banks uh, for his couple of emails I've received over the few days. Rejoicing with you that you have overcome diabetes. Hallelujah that you are delivered. And thank you for sharing about what's happening spiritually within your life. You know, in the midst of demonic attack and assignments against you, to stand upon the word and see the victory over you, your wife, and your family. Praise the name of Yeshua for testimonies. Our God is able. Amen. If you uh, want to sow into the ministry and you want to know how to do that, uh, this is the slide here at Bulldoze of Faith forward slash give. Um, You can support in all different currencies from around the world. Hallelujah. The Father is building our partner base from the nations of the world. What a blessing here in Kasaria that resources are coming in from around the world so that we can make a difference here in the land and in the nations. So please, when you give, where possible, try to give in your own currency. Don't convert to another currency because then there's a double conversion that takes place before the money arrives in the ministry here in Israel. So give in your own currency and we have different ways on how we convert that into the the shekel and use that uh, for the, the costs of running the ministry, the costs of supporting the work that we do. So we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for standing with us. Uh, where is the oh, yeah there we are thanks for standing with us I love and appreciate every one of you take a moment share this message with others encourage people to live in the kingdom encourage them to get out of religion and to walk in Messiah if you're blessed and encouraged I want to encourage you as well uh, share the podcast if you're on Spotify iTunes uh you know, uh, Audible, all these different channels, we have the the podcast. If you're also on, uh, um, is it Captivate? Uh, hold on. Captivate.fm. Uh, we encourage you to come on uh, this platform here. Let me just give you the link. Um I didn't prepare this earlier, but I just believe that this is important to send out. Uh, We do send out the link for um, the feed that goes out, but we also have the link if the page will load. You know, take your time, Mr. Page. I'll refresh it again, see if that works. Oh, we're starting to experience drop uh, dropping frames and stuff. 
Anyway, it's Captivate uh, forward slash FM. I will post a link uh, when the feed restores. Hopefully we won't lose connection here for the signal as the broadband is having one of its funny moments. Um, but, you know, I encourage you, share the podcast. That's what I'm saying. The podcast is a great way for people to listen and also the videos on YouTube as well and on social media. Thanks for joining with me. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Guess what tomorrow is? We're moving into preparation day. At the end of tomorrow, we're coming into the Sabbath. So I will be sharing with you at the beginning of Sabbath here in the land of Israel. So until tomorrow, shalom, shalom. Thanks for joining with me. Amen.